Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball, and you're listening to Speaking of Travel right here on News Radio 570 WWNC and 880 The Revolution. Speaking of Travel is brought to you by Appalachian Realty. They've been helping people call Asheville home since 1979. And big news, don't forget, the Speaking of Travel website is up and running. Speakingoftravel.net. No passport required. And remember, you can listen anywhere, anytime in the whole wide world on your free iHeartRadio app. Well, you know, regardless of how you choose to travel, you're going to want your journey to be as enriching and inspiring as possible and to recognize that part of that experience is to set new goals in regard to the challenges you're willing to face. Travel is always a life changer and one of the best forms of education, not to mention a great way to create a rich, experience-filled memory bank. Well, my guest today is Mandy Lee. Mandy has an insatiable desire to explore and document the beauty all around us through her photography. She left one day her day job to perform pursue freelance photography and she lives on the road out of her teardrop camper and is following her dream. Mandy, thank you so much for being on the show today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Of course. You know, I was thinking as I was doing the introduction, I've been following you now, Mandy, for a little while, and I'm just loving seeing this vibrant young woman out there on the road with her teardrop camper. Let me know. Let's find out a little bit. How did that get started? Um, well, I've I've been a photographer and in the photography industry for um, pretty much my entire career. And I was sitting in Austin, Texas, and I was working, you know, my regular nine-to-five job. And, and although I love photography, I was really getting uh, burnt out. And it was my passion, and so I really didn't want to get burnt out on my passion. And I kind of um, saw that start to happen. So um, I decided one day to kind of go back to my roots. Uh, I grew up in Colorado. And so I took a trip up to the Grand Tetons um, in Wyoming. And, and I just revisited the mountains and, and I photographed them. And when I looked at the mountains, I was just so inspired that I decided um, life's too short and I'm wasting it, you know, in the same kind of 20 square miles, and I needed to get out. So I didn't really have a plan to buy a teardrop, and um, I just went home, and one day I thought, you know what, I need a teardrop camper. This is going to help me get out. This is going to help me camp more. This is going to help me see the mountains more. And I just bought a camper, not really with intentions of living in it, but uh, just of just of having one. And then you, and then you did it. I, you know, you did. Yeah, yeah. It's, so then I, I started camping pretty much every weekend. I still had my job, and I'd leave Friday after work, and I'd get back Monday before work, and I, I checked out every state park I could within driving distance of a weekend, and um, you know, I thought that would kind of scratch the itch, but it just really made the desire worse. And so, one day I just thought. Um, this makes me happy, and I should do more of whatever makes me happy. And that was it. And so I, I just decided to trust myself and make a way for it and go full-time. And so when was that? How long ago was that? 
Um, that was last. Um, I left Austin. I left my apartment. I hit the road for sure. Um, June 6th last year. So it's been almost a year. Almost a year. Congratulations. That's, you know, your, your thoughts and, and your, um, I don't know if you'd call it intuition, but just you're paying attention to yourself and your uh, your needs and your thoughts is is very inspiring. I mean, it, it, we hear it all the time. We life is short. Don't postpone joy. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I I wouldn't say I had a midlife crisis, but um, <laughs> I I certainly started to realize that time was going a lot quicker than I wanted. I I blinked and ten years was gone in Austin. And although I'm not that old yet, I thought if I blink again. 10 more years is going to be gone. So this is my sort of preventative measure of not having a midlife crisis. I think it's a great process. And for those of us who have blinked way more than you (laughs) and look back and go, darn, I wish I had done things differently or had taken this path. But we can't. We can't go back and do that. But we can listen and we can pay attention and we can say, but there's still time now. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And that's uh, that's what I'm hoping to capture is just as much of my youth as I can. Absolutely. And to be able to allow others to capture that same spirit just by uh, virtue of knowing you and being able to follow you and, and seeing your beautiful photographs. You know, I was... Oh, thank you. Yeah, I've been um, just kind of going down your... Uh, I guess, rabbit hole of all your adventures (laughs) and your blog is so awesome. So um, once you left, give us a little bit of an idea of how you were feeling. I mean, after that. It was was difficult, but, um, you know, before I left, I took my teardrop on a six-week kind of tester trip. And I always tell people, don't go on a weekend or a week-long test trip. You've got to go more than a month um, to really know how it's going to affect you, not just logistically on the road, but emotionally. Um, Because it wasn't until after about a month of my little tester trip that I got really, really lonely. Um, So lonely, I was, you know, I was depressed almost. And after that trip, though, I decided that I survived kind of the worst of the worst and that I could do it. So when I hit the road full time, um, you know, the one month mark hit and I was lonely, but I had totally expected it. And I was, you know, kind of mentally prepared for it. So when it happened, it was kind of like, okay, this is all according to plan. Now I can just be lonely and hang out with myself and process this. So um, your expectations can make a huge difference. That's really, I agree, the expectation and, and- I would imagine that once you got to that one-month part and you started recognizing, oh, this is part of the plan, this is par for the Mm -hmm. course, uh, it looks like you interact with a lot of people now. So you must have gotten over a hump. Well, I do. I've always actually from day one interacted with a lot of people because I'm out there, um, I'm teaching workshops and I'm selling my stuff and I'm going to events and festivals. So I'm often around people, but, um, you know, they always say you can be lonely in a crowded room or whatever. And and it's the fact that on, on any given week or weekend, I might be having a great adventure with people, but it's always 
there's always a goodbye coming in a few days, and then it's always me moving on to the next chapter. And that's the, the lonely transition is that um, stringing all these chapters together, each one is happy with individual people, um, but then you kind of get lonely in the entire journey. Well, I would imagine it's a very solitary uh, lifestyle, and like you said, that's kind of par for the course, and you have to yeah. work through it. And and it definitely depends on the way you choose to live the lifestyle. There are, you know, a lot of people living full-time on the road, and you can be as social or as <laughs> antisocial as you want. There's so many networks and groups of um, nomads out there that you can always find a group of people living on the road to hang out with. Um, you can always find a way to be social, um, unless you don't want to, in which case you can totally be by yourself all the time, too. So it's really up to the person to be as um, active or inactive as they want. And I think that's important when you think about everything that you do in your life, <laughs> mm-hmm. not it just really being is. out it's, on the it's road. just like anywhere, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Mandy, when we come back from the break, let's talk more about that. I'd like to find out a little bit, um, you know, of when you're out there and you're seeing all this beautiful scenery for the first time and people, I'd like to talk more about um, what – inspires you as you pick up your camera. Absolutely. That's great. All right. Well, thanks so much for being on the show today. Where are you today that we're talking to you? Um, I happen to be traveling through Louisville, Kentucky right now. Awesome. All right. Well, we'll be back in just a few minutes. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel, and I'm here with my guest, Mandy Lee, and we'll be back in just a minute. Latino buying power is huge and rising fast. If you want to tap into this new market, then connect by advertising in Ola Carolina magazine. This glossy Spanish-language magazine is published monthly and reaches over 70,000 Spanish-speaking residents in western North Carolina. Ola Carolina magazine is about much more than just speaking Spanish. It's about Latino culture. Visit OlaCarolina.com and transform how you attract in Engage and connect with Latino customers. People call Asheville home for all different reasons, and they all mean a better quality of living that reflects their very own uniqueness. Whether you're looking for a funky loft in downtown Asheville, an arts and crafts bungalow in a walkable community, or a small farm to create your own artistic legacy, Appalachian Realty Associates will help you find properties as unique as you. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office office on Arlington Street, right near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. You're right here on News Radio 570, WWNC, and 880 The Revolution. And remember, Speaking of Travel is brought to you by Appalachian Realty. They've been helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Be sure to visit their website, AppalachianRealty.com. And remember, you can go to speakingoftravel.net and find podcasts and photos and 
and stories all right there on speakingoftravel.net. And remember, you can listen anywhere, anytime in the whole wide world on your free iHeartRadio app. So be sure you download that. And then when you're taking a walk or you're on the train, you can listen to all the past episodes of Speaking of Travel. Well, I'm here today with my guest, Mandy Lee. Mandy is speaking to us today from Kentucky. Is that what you said, Mandy? Yep, I'm uh, about to go hit the bourbon trail with my dad. Oh, boy, that sounds like a lot of fun. And it's nice that your dad, does he meet up with you sometimes? Um, Not that often. He's kind of flying out. It's you know, I need a vacation too. I just finished. Um, I just finished teaching a workshop in the Smoky Mountains, and so uh, he thought he'd fly out here, and we'll have a couple day vacation. That sounds so nice. So you're traveling around in your teardrop camper. You do you mostly stay when you're traveling at campgrounds? Um, it really depends. I'm um, doing one of three things. I'm either what they call boondocking, which is staying legally on public land um, where you're allowed to camp. There's a lot of free places to camp in um, Bureau of Land Management land. Or I'm what they call mooch docking, which is um, staying, you know, in the driveways of friends or family. I'm very lucky that I have a lot of friends all over the country. So if I'm traveling through a city, uh, rather than try to find a campground, I usually prefer to um, say hi to one of my friends and stay in the driveway for a night. Um, and then if I'm teaching a workshop or if I'm out photographing a, a state park or national park, then, yeah, I'll, I'll either boondock or I'll occasionally find a campground. Um, but I try not to pay for very many nights, so. Well, that's a good segue into paying. I'm wondering, when you made this decision to uh downsize really downsize uh-huh. your life downsize your stuff uh, i would imagine that it also downsized your income if you left yeah. your job so yeah. tell us a little bit about how that all kind of affected you as you were moving through that process well um i still have you know quite a few stresses over money and work and career, but the truth is that I was going to have those stresses whether I was uh, working in a city or not, and so I can either have these stresses sitting in my apartment at night or I can have these stresses sitting out in nature at night, and um, I decided they'd be easier to deal with if I was out doing something I loved rather than than working to do something I love. So I do still have to work very hard. In fact, I probably work more hours now than I did when I was working for a company. But the difference is that um, all those hours I'm putting into myself. And so it feels better uh, to do that. So um, I work really hard, and I I very rarely take a day off, to be honest. Um, But the thing is, I'm doing what I love. And, you know, they say, if you do what you love, you never have to work a day in your life. I I do. I work a lot of days, but I do love it. I love that you love it. That's so nice. Because like you had said earlier, too, is, you know, following your passion and and really being in tune with your Mm -hmm. happiness is so important. It is. It is. Um, And, you know, regarding income and bills, people think I must not have any bills anymore. But the truth is I... I have about the same monthly expenditure as I did before. 
uh, I've pretty much simply replaced my rent with gas because <laughs> um, I drive a lot. And so I, I spend a lot on gas, but um, that's why I try not to have to have rent essentially. And um, I think in, I'm on about day 310 and I think I've paid for maybe 20 nights out of that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's paying attention. <laughs> yes. Right. It takes effort, but it's worth it. And the truth is you end up finding, uh, by not staying in expensive campgrounds every night, you end up finding some, um, some not so beautiful areas, but a lot of beautiful areas too that I otherwise would not have found. Yeah, maybe a little off the beaten track, mm-hmm. just not on the yep. same uh, level as like going to a campground or going to a um, right. national park. What kind of vehicle do you use to pull this camper? Um, I currently have a um, Jeep Cherokee Trailhawk, and it's got um, a bigger engine. It's got the 3.2 liter engine in it and a built-in tow package. So the gas mileage isn't the best, but it's a super solid tow vehicle. So I feel really safe in it. Good. That's the most important thing. And speaking yeah. of safety, you know, we we were talking earlier about being being alone, being on your own. You know, uh-huh. here you are in this truck, you know, with a teardrop camper on the back. Uh, do you feel safe pretty much when you're pulling into these um, I, you know, I do. Lands you know, I get this things. question a lot, and um, the best advice I give uh, women in particular is just to be smart and follow your gut. Um, so many times people get in trouble because, you know, they might feel something's wrong and they do it anyway, or they put themselves in a situation that isn't safe. But I don't ever put myself in situations where I don't feel safe or around people I don't feel safe with. So I pretty much just use your head, be smart, make good decisions, and that's the best any of us can do. But, yeah, I, I tend to feel pretty safe. Oh, good. And as far as, the, uh, like, when you pull into a, a spot, you're, you've are you been traveling around, you're, you're coming into a place where you've never been before, uh, what do you usually do? You, you pull in and um, just drop the camper and go drive around? What's usually your uh, routine? Well, it really depends. The, what I'm always telling people is that I actually I have no normal. There's absolutely nothing routine about my life. So everything I've done in the last year has been um, different. And I've, I've always had a reason for going where I'm going. Like I'm going somewhere to teach a workshop or to give a presentation or to attend something or to see somebody. So it really just depends on why I'm pulling up where I'm pulling up. Um, you know, in the Smoky Mountains where I just was, I was going to teach a workshop. So um, I went, I kind of set up my camp, and then I went to go scout locations to shoot. But um, sometimes I may be coming up for an event, so I'll go set up and meet the people I need to meet up with, or um, there's just nothing really normal about it, I guess. So you just make your day as you make your day. I think that's so wonderful that you have that opportunity that you've created that Mm -hmm. lifestyle for yourself. uh, To keep myself from going crazy, I only have one routine, and that is... uh, Having coffee every morning. Oh, good. So it doesn't matter where I am, what city I'm in, if I have power or not. I always have coffee, and then the rest of my day is just a wild card from there. I love it. So do you usually have a camp um, uh, fire, or when you're setting up your camp, do you use uh, 
Do you cook there where you are? Mm-hmm. So if I am in an area that allows fire and if I have the opportunity to have a fire, I always do. And if I have a fire, I'll cook dinner over it. Um, now, I don't always have that opportunity. So if I'm staying in somebody's driveway or in a city, obviously I'm not going to have a fire. Um, if there's a fire ban going on, I can't have a fire. But if I'm camping and a fire is an option, I'm on it. Yeah. And so that's how you start your day with your first cup of coffee, I would imagine, just yeah, getting yeah. the fire going, getting your water heated up. and. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do have, actually in my camper, I've got a propane stove, so... Um, I don't need to have a fire to, ah. to boil my water and whatnot. Well, there you go. From one yeah. camper to another, right? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Every day is a school day. All right. Well, thanks, Mandy, for being on the show today. I'm really excited. And when we come back from the break, I'd like to really talk more about your photography, too. And um, your photos, like I said before, I just love them. They're so rich and, and deep in color and... Uh, Anyway, we'll talk more about that after the break. Hey, this is, thank you. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel, and I'm talking to Mandy Lee. She's out there in her teardrop camper, and we'll be back right after the break. Latino buying power is huge and rising fast. If you want to tap into this new market, then connect by advertising in Ola Carolina magazine. This glossy Spanish-language magazine is published monthly and reaches over 70,000 Spanish-speaking residents in western North Carolina. Ola Carolina magazine is about much more than just speaking Spanish. It's about Latino culture. Visit OlaCarolina.com and transform how you attract in Engage and connect with Latino customers. People call Asheville home for all different reasons, and they all mean a better quality of living that reflects their very own uniqueness. Whether you're looking for a funky loft in downtown Asheville, an arts and crafts bungalow in a walkable community, or a small farm to create your own artistic legacy, Appalachian Realty Associates will help you find properties as unique as you. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street, right near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. This is your host, Marilyn Ball, and you're listening right here on News Radio 570 WWNC and 880 The Revolution. And remember, Speaking of Travel is brought to you by Appalachian Realty. When you're coming to Asheville and you want to buy a house or a farm or an apartment, well, you would buy a condo, whatever, any kind of living situation, the folks over at Appalachian Realty know this area better than anybody. AppalachianRealty.com. And remember, go to the Speaking of Travel website, speakingoftravel.net, and you'll find photos and past podcasts. It's a lot of fun. And remember, you can listen anywhere, anytime in the whole wide world on your free iHeartRadio app. So be sure to download that. Well, I'm here with my guest, Mandy Lee. Mandy is traveling around the country in a a teardrop camper and taking pictures. Mandy, thank you again for being on the show today. Absolutely. So, Mandy, 
I'm telling you, these photos that you're taking are like National Geographic level. <laughs> They're really beautiful. Well, thank you. And, thank and you so some much. of them, you bet, are so, um, I don't know, the, the, uh, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it, but especially your nature photos, you just invite mm-hmm. us, you know, maybe somebody who's never been in the park or been in nature to see something uh, in its in this color and and experience something that's really beautiful. Tell me a little bit about what it's like for you, especially being in photography for so long, to go out into these areas where maybe you've never been before and boom, there's scenic overload. <laughs> what do you do? Well, um, oh, man, I just kind of stand in awe like anybody would do, you know? Yeah. Um, and a lot of times it's that way, but, you know, a lot of times it's not. Um, there's there's all different kinds of situations, and sometimes, sometimes I'll go on a hike and I will have to look for the beauty. You know, it's not always so in your face. And other times, typically, if it's something large and grand like mountains, then it it really is in your face, and it's a boom, and all of a sudden you just, you know, you're stunned by it, and you just stand there, and um, you have to make sure that. You know, I'll I'll photograph an area for 30 minutes, and then I'll stop, and I'll not photograph the area for 30 minutes, and I'll just kind of take it in, and I'll try to to understand what about the scene is moving me, and then I'll try to think about how that can translate into my photo. Like, what aspects do I want to pronounce in this image so that people can understand what I'm feeling? and that's actually a lot more difficult than it sounds, um, you know, and a lot of times the better the photograph will be, the more time I just spend not shooting it. And I might take three pictures and one of those is the one, you know. Yeah, well, you you just described uh so beautifully what I was saying about um, how each picture is uh, is an experience. And now it, we it can see why it is because you really soaked it in yeah um when i when i first left and was moving to the road and was telling people i was moving to the road and um i didn't want to be one of those people who just kind of oh i'm gonna you know save up and travel for a year and and just you know find myself um this isn't a it's not a short-term trip it's not a planned thing i saved up for to just do for a short amount of time or any set amount of time i wanted to make this my career and my living and a way of life that's sustainable and so i had to think about okay what what can i give back um and what can i do and what's my purpose and that's when um i kind of made up my mission statement which is to show people things they wouldn't normally see to inspire them to do things they wouldn't normally do. And um, I guess kind of where I got that is from what you're saying when I sit out there. And there's a lot of people who are never going to see the things I can see for very logistical reasons, you know, health or family or money or, you know, location. And I want them to know this is out there. A lot of times we sit in a city for for weeks and years and we kind of forget oh my gosh those mountains and streams are out there right now like right now just sitting there being beautiful and i'm in this city so i want to show these things to people to kind of inspire them to actually take action um in some way in their life and not 
anything so big as quitting their job and living out of their car. But, you know, maybe it's something like um, striving for a goal that they, you know, had given up on or encouraging somebody to get healthy or go for a job promotion and um, just little things. And um, and when I hear about stories like that where I've had an impact, that's what keeps me going. So it kind of gives me purpose. And I, I literally think about these things as I'm sitting out there in front of the mountain going, Oh, I wonder who can I, I can inspire with this mountain, you know? <laughs> yeah. And the other part of it, too, is uh, just by nature, it's so meditative to uh, to be able to sink into your photos because you've put so much mm-hmm. effort and purpose into allowing us to share uh, just putting ourselves into that photo and imagining where you are and where we could be. Uh, helps eliminate some of that noise that we're all mm-hmm. bombarded with all the time. It's like you you don't have to go too far. You can just click on your site, look at some of your photos, and and dream and meditate and let go of some of that noise. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So that adds. If I can even bring someone, you know, thirty seconds of peace in their cubicle, then that's right. Um, I feel good about it. Well, this is a perfect segue to uh, let people know how they can follow you and how they can see some of your beautiful photos and read some of your uh, insightful and inspiring writings. For sure. (laughs) Um, I am um, most active on uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and my blog. So on um, Facebook and Instagram, I'm... Well, I'm Mandy Lee or Mandy Lee Photo on Instagram. And then um, I kind of started, after I started doing all these stills, I would I'd take video on my iPhone, which kind of transitioned into uh, these little 10-second hikes I do, which kind of transitioned into a full-on video blog from my phone, which kind of transitioned into a full-on professional video blog from my professional camera. So um, it's kind of snowballed into this big video blog that I do on YouTube now as well, which is a lot of fun. I love the way that it's just growing by organic yeah. means. Yeah, yep. And a lot of it was just I, I found I enjoyed it. I did the first one, and I was like, that was fun. And, and there was such a good response that I just kept doing it. And so. your last name is L-E-A, Mandy L-E-A, yeah. or your name together, Mandy Lee. Yep. Yep, Mandy Lee or Mandy Lee Photo on Instagram. Oh, photo on Instagram. And what kind of camera do you use, Mandy? Um, I shoot with a a Nikon D810 right now. Um, I've always kind of shot Nikon, but um, I people always ask me, you know, what camera should I buy? I want to take pictures like you. And uh, the truth is, it's a tool, and um, any great camera out there these days can can really do what you need it to do as long as you have the heart to do it. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I've always been a camera buff myself and, a, you know, would consider myself somewhat of an mm-hmm. amateur photographer. And I've carried around, I, I use a, a Canon, I've been using it for years, kind of getting ready to maybe take it up a notch. But again, mm-hmm. you know, when I travel and take out my camera, it's just sometimes it's just a matter of um, being able to see what's there and, like you said, using it as a tool. Right, for sure. Um, you know, a lot of people always ask me, you know, they tell me they want to buy a bigger camera, and I say, well, is is your camera not doing everything you want it to do? And 
Um, a lot of times they'll just say, well, I don't know. I don't know how to do anything on it. So I say, well, wait till you outgrow your camera to buy a new camera. There you go. Um, <laughs> so. Well, cool. Well, I guess I haven't outgrown mine yet, but <laughs> soon. Well, thanks, Mandy. When we come back from the break, I want to find out more about where you're headed next. And, you know, it seems like things are just moving along on such a wonderful plane for you. I, uh, I'm excited. I'm living Thank vicariously you. through the back of your <laughs> teardrop camper. Well, I'm glad to have you along. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. I'm here with my guest, Mandy Lee. We'll be back right after the break. People call Asheville home for all different reasons, and they all mean a better quality of living that reflects their very own uniqueness. Whether you're looking for a funky loft in downtown Asheville, an arts and crafts bungalow in a walkable community, or a small farm to create your own artistic legacy, Appalachian Realty Associates will help you find properties as unique as you. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street, right near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Latino buying power is huge and rising fast. If you want to tap into this new market, then connect by advertising in Ola Carolina magazine. This glossy Spanish-language magazine is published monthly and reaches over 70,000 Spanish-speaking residents in western North Carolina. Ola Carolina magazine is about much more than just speaking Spanish. It's about Latino culture. Visit OlaCarolina.com and transform how you attract in Engage and connect with Latino customers. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. You're listening right here on News Radio 570 WWNC and 880 The Revolution. And remember, if you're looking at buying a place, a farm, or a a home in town, be sure to get up with Appalachian Realty. They've been helping people call Asheville home since 1979. And be sure to visit the Speaking of Travel Facebook page. And you can follow us on Twitter at hashtag SpeakTravel2 me. That's Speak Travel to Me. Well, speaking travel to me today is Mandy Lee. Mandy is a photographer and a, I would call you a writer. You have beautiful writing. And Thank you. you travel um, all over the country in your teardrop camper following your dream. I love it. Yeah. It's just so fun having you on the show today, Mandy. And Thank you. I'm happy to be here. It's just really inspiring to hear you um, talking about giving back, you know, to be able to uh, follow your dream, do what you love to do, uh, grow in that, um, you know, follow that passion. So many of us are um, are needing to hear that over and over and over again because it's so easy to get stuck in that everyday life you've got like we were talking earlier your bills your your apartment your work Mm -hmm. um and and being able to take baby steps that's that's another part of it that is so important for people to understand is you don't need to do these big sweeping changes all at one time and it sounds like you were able to do that yourself yeah you know i um i often tell people that when they ask me how i 
got the courage to do it. And the truth is just if if you want to do it, you just have to stop making excuses and to stop waiting. Um, I was always waiting for the right time, which I think is what a lot of people do. Oh, I'm just waiting for this thing to happen, and then that thing happens, and then, oh, I'm just waiting for this or that, just for the time to be right. And the truth is the time will never be right. You just someday have to say, I'm doing this. And uh, and that's what I did. So along the way, you know, it's you you say oh just do let's do it let's make this happen uh, but i think it's important to remind people as well that uh the the path isn't always just you know the the yellow brick road right sometimes things happen that that are setbacks have have you had experiences where you've had to kind of go oh my gosh what am i doing oh absolutely um I mean, the major one that happened before I left was, you know, I had made the decision to leave and and turned in the notice at my apartment complex and started to give away all of my furniture and belongings. And um, a lot of people know this already, but my my teardrop was stolen. I just I went outside one day and it was gone. And this was just a month before I was supposed to leave. And I had kind of already set everything in motion to where it was going to happen. Um, but I really questioned, you know, when you're in it, it's difficult to imagine things working out. And it was a really hard month for me, um, taking care of the theft of that and everything. But, um, the people at the place I bought my, my camper from at Princess Craft RV and the people who make my camper, um, new camp RV, they both came to bat for me and helped me stay on my feet and get back on the road and I had insurance, and I got myself a new camper, and um, and and that's a big reason I I'm so inspired to do what I do is because people helped me so much. I just um, I want to give back. That's so nice. It's that pay it forward kind of mentality of uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's so wonderful. So you've seen some really you know that was very bad and. You got back up, you know, kind of like getting back on the mm-hmm. horse, and you kept on going. Tell us a little bit about um, what it's like. You're you're out there with um, uh, this uh, inertia, let's call it, mm-hmm. uh, to keep to keep going and to inspire others. Uh, when you are somewhere doing a presentation, giving a workshop, or um, or doing a, a class. Uh, Tell us about the people that that are gravitating to you now. Um, are they well, people who are, you know, looking at this kind of lifestyle or? Um, well, yeah, you know, the cool thing is that I reach um, I reach a lot of different crowds of people. Um, I reach a crowd of photographers who want to learn photography, and um, they're not necessarily looking to have this kind of life or to live on the road, but they are inspired by the photography, and they want to learn to capture that kind of inspiration in their photos. Um, So that's one group of people. But then on the other side of it, I'm also um, kind of attracting the campers and the RVers, and... um, they are much more interested in logistically what I'm doing, how I'm living and working on the road. And I also attend a lot of um, tiny house festivals because I'm living tinier than any tiny house almost. And so um, they've invited me to speak at a lot of festivals um, just about 
living simply and things you need to live and, um, you know, working for your passion and what's really important in life. And so I have these kind of three different groups of people um, all attracted to me for a different reason, which is is wonderful. It is wonderful. It, it <clears throat> excuse me, it just allows so, it, so much richness of uh, diversity and uh, and really being able to be with people who uh, have a mindset, a like-minded mindset. Exactly. Um, and that's what I love about it, you know. Um, I've never owned a tiny house, but I live tiny, and all those people I meet, we just have the same values on what's important in life. Yeah, and, and hopefully over time, as more and more people recognize what's important in life, then we can see uh, sustainable changes happening mm-hmm. all over mm-hmm. the world, not just in our for own sure. backyard. So, Mandy, what is, what's on the agenda for you as you're moving forward? I mean, you could just oh, keep geez. going and going um, and going. I know. This is um, – I have a fun couple months coming up, actually. After this, I'm headed to um, the uh, Tiny House Street Festival in Pink Hill, North Carolina. Um, and then after that, I'm really excited. I'm going to go to Ohio where um, the new Camp RV factory is, and they're going to give me kind of a peek at all the 2018 models of my camper that's coming out, and I'm going to make – um, I'm going to make some little walkthrough videos of all their new campers, and I'm, um, I love the folks there, so that'll be fun. And then um, I'm going to teach a workshop down in Texas. I'm going to visit Princess Craft, and then I'm going to go teach um, a workshop in Big Bend. Wow. You yeah. are really out there doing so many things. So tell us again how we can follow you, because this is I can't wait to see the new uh, teardrops. Sure. Woo. I know, right? Yeah. Um, so I post um, almost daily on Facebook, and I'm Mandy Lee, M-A-N-D-Y-L-E-A. Uh, you can friend me or you can just follow me if you don't want to be a friend. Um, and on Instagram, I'm Mandy Lee Photo. And then on YouTube, I am also Mandy Lee. Um, And I usually try to kind of cross-post. If you're on one, you can find the other. Um, So, And then I have a blog from my website, which is MandyLeePhoto.com. And I have to say, I'm just going to put in a little plug there, that your blog is just so – it's inspiring. It's enriching. It it gives – you you just – you focus on so many fun things that it's fun and I try to keep it light. Yeah, it is. And you know that the whole experience of your website, your photos, your blog, your writing, um some other interviews that I've seen you on YouTube uh is you're you're really an inspiration for so many people, Mandy. I think what you're doing is being your most authentic self and following your dream and following your passion. And And I'm just so excited that you were able to be here on Speaking of Travel with us. Oh, I'm so glad you invited me. Um, that's all any of us can try to do is just be ourselves and be happy. So Absolutely. I appreciate you seeing that in me and inviting me to share. Well, thank you so much. And we'll keep up with you as you continue on your journey and um, look forward to seeing your photos and reading about where you are now. And and I, I just also want to say that little, you were talking about the 10 second uh, videos that oh, you're doing yeah. on on your phone. The one you did in the waterfall uh, yeah. was beautiful. It was just really great. I mean, it, there's something about the way that you are that kind of helps put us right there. I felt like the water was under my feet. 
Good, good. I'm, I'm glad I could take you on that walk. It was awesome. Well, Mandy, thank you again for being on the show. We'll look forward to following you and keeping up with what you're doing. And, um, and best of luck to you while you're out there on the road. Oh, thank you so much for having me. You bet. Well, listen, this is Marilyn Ball, your host of Speaking of Travel. We've been talking to Mandy Lee. She's traveling around the country in her teardrop trailer. Be sure you follow her and check her her, uh, website out and her photography. And remember, go out and have a great week. Open up your your mind to ideas and, and ways that you can follow your passion. And remember, just don't postpone joy. 